I've never said I was sexually you're conservative. More, you're, you're, you're conservative of the podcast, then. I'm not conservative. I, what, how conservative am I conservative? The podcast. How, I see mean, we've never... Huh? See how, that, see how that works out? If I'm a deviant of the podcast and you're a conservative of the podcast, you can't have it both ways. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, compared to you, I'm conservative. Yeah. And then compared to you, I'm deviant. See how that works mm. out? Mm. <laughs> I don't like this game. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> I'm a thought. Give me a yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Summer 16 Podcast. It is the love, Dr. John. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is wrong with you, yo? Oh, man, I'm sorry, dog. I'm just in a whole-ass mood right now. Welcome back to another episode of the Summer 16 Podcast. This is the podcast between two friends that met in the summer of 2016 in Portland, Oregon. As always, I am the love, Dr. John Bowie. And I'm here with my dog, Dr. Tunde Akinyaki, uh, the sex symbol of the podcast. He's can be found on Instagram as T-A-U underscore, or T-A-U-T, T-A-U-T underscore seven, taught underscore seven on Instagram. Um, follow him, guys. He has great content, um, thirst traps, everything that you're looking for from an Instagram account. I have no thirst traps. All thirst traps. All thirst traps. Uh, but, but also, he's a nice guy. Uh, every Wednesday, we'll have new episodes where we're somehow to try to figure out a way to combine our different views, experiences, beliefs, and we're always going to leave learning something new. Uh, today's episode, got a few things to catch up on. We'll talk about our weekend, uh, give you guys some results of past conversations uh, that we've had with some of the other listeners. Uh, we're going to do some current events. We even have a, a a little segment that came across our desk for our Say what segment, and we will leave with a waxing hypothetical from a listener and make sure we get you guys our audio, visual, and mental recommendations for the week. And so, uh, here to set the mood, Tune Day, what's up with you, dog? Uh, nothing much, nothing much. It's been a really low key weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Callie uh, just got back, I think, last night from Mexico. So I've, you know, been alone with getting this all week. All week. So we just pretty much chilled out. Uh, went for a run yesterday. Nice little five-mile jog. Nice. Uh, played Call of Duty. Watching TV. Watch Borat. That shit was wild. Was that your first time seeing Borat, or was it the new no, one? No, the new one. The new one. It's. I just. It's Have wild. you seen the old one? Have you seen the old yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This new one, I don't understand how they got declared. Really? They have Giuliani on there. Rudy Giuliani. Saying some wild shit. They did a fake interview, right? And they uh-huh. used the, the, the video clip from that interview in, in, into the movie. Oh, shit. Like a one-on-one interview. Is it, like, outlandish? Basically, they... I don't, don't want to ruin it. I don't yeah. want to ruin it, but, yeah, it's... It, they they have him basically looking like he's very compromised, like he's about to have sex with like a like a fifteen year old. Oh fuck! <laughs> I mean, obviously she's not really fifteen, but in the movie she is. 
Jesus Christ. Did um did I ever tell you how I tried to see the original Borat when I lived in, uh, in London and I got uh, kicked out of the, and I got kicked out of the theater? Cuz you weren't old enough. Well, so the thing is they sold me the ticket and I was in the movie, right? And then my happy ass was like, "Man, this is lit." Like I think it was something like you needed to be 16 and I was 15 type shit. My birthday was like next month. Uh, but I got the ticket, right? I'm in high school. Fuck it. This is my uh, rebellious days. And I go out to get popcorn, filling myself, and then the dude wouldn't let me back in the theater. And I'm like, fam, I got my ticket right here. Like, what did you want with me? And they just basically did not let me back in the theater. And then I'm just sitting here stupid as fuck with this popcorn and shit, and they kicked me out. Wow. Ain't that petty? It's because I'm black. Probably. Black lives matter everywhere, you know, motherfuckers. <laughs> Movie brutality, bitches. I mean... Uh, Technically, you weren't supposed to be in there, but they told you the, the, the ticket, though, so... They sold me the ticket, so whose fault is it really? Yeah. They ain't even giving my money back, though, bro. See, that, now that's the petty part. They hoed me, G. And my stupid ass was like, no, guys, why? Anyway, sounds like a nice, relaxing weekend, Tunde. Um, you got the do-rag on, you waved up, dog. This is great. Um... <laughs> My weekend was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty chill too. Um, not too much of note, you know. Kind of hung out with some folks. Uh, I've been kind of in study mode too, so I'm like switching gears, looking at new jobs, um, trying to figure out my life and my future and shit. But we'll see. You know, I think I think that today kind of highlights our first kind of hurdle with recording on Sundays versus our normal day. Because uh, we don't have the full weekend anymore, right? And so, you know, last week, last week's episode, we did discuss the possibility of a poll to really determine who is the sex symbol of the podcast. I know you roll your eyes, but, you know, let the people decide. However, they're, vo- they're going to be voting today on the day that we're recording this. So we don't actually have the results yet to really finally say the definitive answer. We can't give the people what they already know. Um, and so I think that that's a kind of unfortunate. You know, we have, they have to come back next week to get the answers that they've been longing for. Yeah. Um, do the right thing. Uh, <laughs> vote for... <laughs> a vote for John is a vote for the people. Oh, my God. Like, dog, like, your pleas won't matter, Tunde. This is going to come out on Wednesday, Right. And the voting is going to be done. So just lean into it, bro. Say, I, I, you know what? You know what I think you should do right now? I think you should go ahead and just practice your um, acceptance speech. Like, like when you ultimately get voted the winner, right? I think you should give us – here, uh, uh, we got a timer going. Give us like a 60-second, a, a, a you know, victory speech. And you know what? And you know what? Just to humor you. I'll give one as well, um, so that way we cover both bases. Okay, um, okay. Uh, 60 seconds. Hold on. Okay, and go. Thank you, people, for lying on me. <laughs> for giving me an award that I did not want. <laughs> you let John convince you that down was up, left was right. <laughs> I understand. Like... John has his snake charmer ways, and he duped you. All in all, I did not accept this award. Everything's a farce. 
and I hate you all. <laughs> Today. <laughs> I don't understand why you are so against it, bro. Like, oh, that was that was funny. That was really funny. Um, and also, like, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> So accept, uh, the, accept your award. Accept my award. Accept my award. Okay. Um, I would first like to uh, thank God because without him I wouldn't be here today. Uh, this has been uh, an incredible honor. You know, I think that the charity that you guys have all shown by voting for me, uh, it's it's amazing. Like you you knew what the truth was, but you know, you wanted to kind of lift my spirits and help me out of this dark place that I've been in for the past few months. And that just really means a lot. So, you know, I will accept this honor with open arms because I know that it was sarcastic. I know that you guys were just being silly. Right. And I and then like as the as the personality, as the charisma, as the funny of the podcast, I can take a good joke. And that's exactly what our audience has given us today. So shout out to the Summer 16 audience. You're the best audience out there. All five of you that listen to us, I love you. And this is great. (laughs) You see that? You see how mine was more optimistic and and caring and loving? That's what the charisma of the podcast looks like. Sex symbol is this, I hate you, woo up to bam. See, people, they know. The people know, Tunde. Don't fall for John's ways. The people know. I'm a charmer. Yeah, I, I, don't have my, I don't have my looks to fall back on. I had to get a personality. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. I just hope that everybody, um, you know, by the time you've seen this, you have seen the thirst trap that Tunde has uh, presented for you all today. This is going to be a good old time, guys. It's going to be oh, good. Okay. Whatever you say. Anyways. Anyways. As we, as we move on to our uh, Say What segment. How do you say that? Say that again. Say what? There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So as of this morning, uh, it's been reported that at least five people within Mike Pence's inner circle, including his uh, his chief of staff, um, tested positive for coronavirus. Um. So basically, you know, same thing that happened, you know, in the White House Rose Garden. Uh, once, once one person tests positive, usually you, you see like, um, like the tree or like the mm-hmm. like the explosion of people um, outwards, like a mushroom yep. cloud of people um, that were also test positive. So because um, they were in close proximity for extended amount yeah. of time. So Mark Short, who is Mike Pence's chief of staff, his advisor uh, Marty Opst, also or the people who tested positive. So the one thing that made us say, say what, is that Mike Pence said that, you know, all these people around me have tested positive. I'm not going to quarantine. I am, I am going to continue on the campaign trail. I'm going to spread my germs, all my possible <laughs> germs, uh, because what matters most is stealing this election. So that's what we're going to do because coronavirus isn't real. Um, oh, that was. I'm sorry. That that was an actual quote. Um, but, but yeah. I mean, that's what the actions say. I mean, you know, I think it's super encouraging today. I think it's super encouraging, and it, you know, it makes us say what 
that the head of the coronavirus task force is exposed to several people in his close quarters that have coronavirus. And he's just like, nah, I'm an essential worker. Right. Isn't that they did say that. Right. Like he's an essential worker. And so him campaigning is just him working air quotes. So it's like, yeah, no, nah, I could I could still hold rallies. I could still be a, a, a spreader of this uh, fictional pandemic. Um, but good Lord, man. Yeah. What's your country doing today? Well, when we say like his inner circle or his orbit, like this is his chief of staff, like somebody who's probably sat in a in a, in a inside of a room with him, like probably right next to him, talking probably with no mask on, like in his face probably, and he's gonna go today. He resumes his campaign travel. He's gonna yep. get on a plane in close proximity to other people probably. Yep, and spread it probably across the country. Um. So the way that, like, the way that Mike Pence and and Donald Trump and their administration are treating COVID, it's indicative of, like, it's like a microcosm of the way this country treats COVID. Yeah, of course. And you're supposed to lead by example. And they don't. And this is why people refuse to wear masks or refuse Can to I- get tested. Yeah. Can I share? Can I share the note that you wrote in our in our uh, do, our prep document on oh, yeah. <laughs> why we wanted to talk about the segment? <laughs> the literal the literal note he wrote is Mike Pence not quarantining. Quarantining. God damn it, Mike Pence not quarantining. What a fucktard. <laughs> <laughs> that was our note to let us know that this is what we we're talking about next. <laughs> That's so real. Like like bro. Come on, fam. Yeah, do better. So do better. This, this this article says from CNN says that Mike Pence, who is known to rarely wear a mask while traveling on Air Force Two, traveled on Saturday to Florida for campaign rallies in Lakeland and Tallahassee. Hmm. I mean, it's yeah. Florida. Florida is Florida is okay with just um, spreading this shit everywhere. But Florida is probably like like Trump needs to win Florida, right? <laughs> Do you think he'll still win it? No, he no. I say he will. He said I say he no, needs to. No, I'm saying. Do you think he would still win it though? Florida. I don't think he's gonna win Florida. Dog, honestly, man. You know, I, I guess it's worth mentioning, right? This is the last episode that we are having um, before that's gonna be released before the official election day. So everyone go vote and all that other stuff. You know, next time, next episode. We would have recorded before the election or the the final day of voting, um, so we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks to talk about that stuff. But I mean, it all of this stuff like it's getting so close now. Uh, before we go on, let's just say we're gonna move into our current events since we're talking about voting. Uh, um, oh yeah, I mean sure yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. So I mean okay. So that being said, um, you want to take the the speaking of more coronavirus stuff, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, we're recording on Sunday, uh, this is the 25th, so on October 23rd, which was this past Friday, the, uh, the U.S. reported 83,757 new cases of coronavirus. That's it. Um, which is, which passes the, uh, one-day record, which was set in July 
uh, of 77,300. Uh, and then on uh, on Saturday, we took a slight dip. Took a slight dip. <laughs> Just a uh, some So we like maybe about 35 less cases. But you know, um, so that's a two day that's a two day total of damn near you know 170,000 cases in two days, new cases. Um, so, uh, Fauci, um, Dr. Anthony Fauci said Friday that the increase in cases in, in several states will lead to more hospitalizations and also be more deaths. So, expect you know, around the time of the election, uh, a spike in hospitalizations and probably shortly after the election, uh, a high spike in deaths. That's so, also going to affect people's ability to vote, too, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing that, that kind of is unsettling to me is that, um, you know, this this past spring, early summer, when we saw like these high, high case numbers, that's because like coronavirus was running rapid in like large cities, like in New York, where like it's, if you most New Yorkers don't have cars. So you travel by subway and you're packing like sardines in, in the subway and yeah. it's easier for those things like coronavirus to spread. But now you're seeing like these, like, these hot spots and like, the middle of the country in the, in the yeah. Sun Belt and like North Dakota and South Dakota and Iowa. Yeah. And the fact that like you're seeing high cases in states like this just lets me know that people aren't taking the precautions necessary. And these states don't have like uh, statewide mandates for wearing masks in public places, yeah. which, which we know can help stop the spread of, of coronavirus. But you have a, you have a, a, a president who says that actually wearing a mask will cause you to get coronavirus. I'm like, man, like, what are you saying? But, um, again, this country, like, this country has, like, inept national leadership. And that just pl- plays into the hand of us getting, like, this, these huge spikes, which I think is going to only get worse because in the wintertime, this forces everyone indoors, you close your windows, poor ventilation, and I think even higher cases um we're gonna see even higher cases going forward into like november december january yeah and i mean to that exact point right you know some of the some of the articles and information that we've been sharing with each other you know it's you know i think it was typically thought that all right you know if you're in close quarters you're on the subways you're on the trains you're in schools and places like this where everybody's just really packed on top of each other then that's where you start to see the most spreading but as time has gone on and as all this stuff has been continuing on you're starting to see like just little small pockets of like groups you know in places that most folks thought they were like you know air quotes safe in um you know just catching large amounts of coronavirus so it's like Ah, bro, it, it makes my head spin. Because I, I also, like, look around me, right? And, I, 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 you know, I went to dinner with some friends Friday night. You know, they're doing the outdoor restaurants, outdoor seating and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, even I was even saying this at the table. I was like, you know, this kind of feels weird only in the sense of there are so many people out here. Like, it's, it was a lot of people today. Like, that it kind of made me uncomfortable where I'm like, you know, this almost, like, if we weren't wearing masks right now, this would feel like a regular Friday night. And yeah. that's what, and, like, and, you know, I think California is one of the places with some of the stricter regulations and stuff. But 
it's just like I can only imagine what other places are like that don't have any sort of restrictions. And their football games are with like no like like no restrictions, like full capacity football games. Yes. Bro, uh, dog, we were just talking about before we recorded, right? Like, you know, the folks Instagram stories where they're oh. having house parties, bro. Like full having, on like full on house parties. I didn't see one mask. And that, and that's in a small city like Fayetteville. Yes. So, but then again, the, but that's what we're talking about too, right? It's these yeah. small cities like Fayetteville, like you know, you name it. Um, like motherfuckers is getting it cracking, like it's you know the you know regular times. Like we're we're all fucked. Are we fucked? We're not fucked. Yeah, we are. I mean, um, so this article says coronavirus cases grew by five percent or more over the past week in thirty-seven states. Thirty-seven <sighs> states. We we're seeing increases. Uh, uh, you know, but you, but you know, but you know, um, we have to open up the country, right? Get kids, back, get kids back in school, open up the economy. Like the, the thing that, that bothers me about that is people talk about opening up the economy. Like, what good is the economy if people are dead? All right, perfect segue, Tunde. Perfect segue, right? Because you know, this past week. We had our second and final presidential debate between the former vice president, Joseph Biden, and the current president, Donald Trump. Right. And that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll should we start with uh, just our overall highlights? I mean, you know, because obviously the segue here is coronavirus is one of the major things. But before we c- kind of cover that, mm-hmm. what was your what was your snap judgment initial takeaways go um my my overall takeaway is the the bar is so low like people that be like oh my god donald trump did so good in this debate because he wasn't like yelling yeah like he like everything he said was a lie like damn it everything he said so because he's lying and not yelling or interrupting that means he did good i don't get it like the bar is so low for him and he can not, you know, not curse or something and be like, oh, my God, he did such a great job. I mean, Tunde, he prepaid millions of dollars in taxes. He's fine. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah, I think I tweeted, I was like, yeah, Donald Trump prepaid um, taxes like a cell phone. Like, <laughs> I think, prepaid. Like, that, Come on, fam. Even if, even, even, even if that was a thing, right? Like, did that make him a good businessman to prepay your taxes? No. Like, who does that? No. But yeah, overall, I think uh, I I like to consider myself an informed voter. Um, like, so I was yelling at the TV, like, but that's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. And no one like, like, I was mad at Joe Biden. I I get it. Like, people like, well. Don't fall into this trap. I'm like, it's it's hard when Not somebody's true. yeah, it's hard when somebody's up there just lying like the whole time and, but, and coming for your whole family shit every yeah. chance you get. Yeah, so like, well, I mean, God. overall, that, that's my overall take away from it. The bar is just super low. Okay, so I think I had um, two two main takeaways. Um. First one was the greatest thing from that debate was um what was his name Kristen Walker yeah 
Right. She was the best thing about the debate. I think as the moderator, uh, she did a phenomenal job. And I think she was able to kind of rein it in, you know, give the candidates enough time to like talk about stuff where even if it was like bullshit or whatever, whatever, um, at least we got to have like a debate in a format that people could listen to. Um, so that was I thought she did a phenomenal job. Why do you look so concerned? No, no, she, I agree. She did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think she. I, did I also think job. that muting the mics um, helped a lot. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But I mean, I think she, I think she had a strong command, and I was really impressed. Um, the second thing that was my takeaway is I really just remember sitting down after it was over, and I just said to myself, I was like, "Yo, Trump is a, he is a, he Trump is a motherfucker, bro. Like that man will say anything." do anything, be anything to get what he wants. And it and it brings me back to this like idea that I like play with on occasion where I think like as somebody who considers himself a leader and wants to continue to be a better leader, I think that you know you benefit from like learning from other people in leadership positions, right? And you can look at Trump as the most awful person or worst president that we've ever had in history, but somehow he is able to, I don't know, is it crazy to say, like, the dude is effective? Like, he gets support. He gets support. He has followers that are, like, ride or die for him, and he's still going to have, I think this is going to be a competitive election. Like, cause as, Because as much as I think you and I and a lot of other more liberal-leaning of thinkers can say that there's no way we should ever vote for him. I think there's going to be a lot of people that go into the ballot boxes or they're sitting at home filling out their mail-in shit and they're just like, I mean, yeah, he says a bunch of dumb shit and he's an awful guy, but personal interest and then send it in with Trump's name on the ballot. I really feel that. I really feel that. And it would just be so interesting for like, what if somebody with like, a good heart and good intentions and some level of morals and stuff like could learn these sort of, I don't know, tips or tricks or finessing of the world to then be the same kind of effective and have that level of excited I don't, support. I don't, I don't think it'll happen. You don't think what'll happen? Somebody who is a good person and leads in fairness and equality getting that type of support because uh, to say like the same way, like people... I think people are more excited and people can get behind hate more than they can behind love. Sure. So if, if Donald Trump, take Donald Trump right now, right? If Donald yeah. Trump came out and said, because Donald Trump wasn't always a Republican, right? No, not at all. Yeah. So Donald Trump came out and said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to keep the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, the way it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to strengthen immigration. Uh, I'm going to share immigration, but not like with all that, like the xenophobia and all that and build a wall. And he was mm -hmm. very, you know, calm and collected. I don't think he would have the same support that he has now because he's because he's outrageous. People are like, oh, uh, he's saying things that that I wish I could say. Um, so they, mm -hmm. they kind of they kind of get behind it. Like, um, so basically you're saying that because he's a fear monger is why he has the radical support that he has. Yeah, I think so. And not, not, and not everyone's going to openly 
support him either. There are people who are gonna say, you know, I would, I would never, I hate Donald Trump. I would never vote for him. But then, yeah. in the privacy of the voting booth or the privacy of their yeah. home this year, they're gonna vote for him. Some would say like hmm, maybe like thirty percent of the country would do that, right? Yeah. So, um, I think overall with the with the debate, there were like some, like I wrote down like some key points. That, yeah. That uh. That just kind of made my my like my jaw hit the ground. Okay. So so the first was like the um the the kids that were separated from the parents at the border, uh, and and that whole debate that whole back and forth talking about that and yeah, uh, Donald Trump was like, well, so my, the the whole the whole question was kids separated from the parents at the border. Yep. Right. So yep. it's a, it's a thing that that Donald Trump does. Right. He takes what the what the topic is. And talks about where the fuck he wants to talk about. So he says, "Well, I understand that, but these yep. kids came here with the junk cartel and, and coyotes. coyotes." Yeah, I'm like, "Fam, no, you, you took the kids away from their parents, not from coyotes." Yeah, yeah. And so, so like, drug, just just drug. doing that, like, like he's um, he makes them seem like less less than human, or like they they come in here to do crime. Like these are kids as 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 young as you know a couple months old. Yep, yep. So so now like, uh, I mean it's when, the same thing. It's the same thing that they do with you know like people of color in this country. Like, oh you know, so and so was killed by police brutality, but they were a criminal. Oh they they sold drugs. They smoked weed. Like they had drugs on. Like. Because you're a criminal, you don't deserve these human rights. Because, or because I'm calling you a criminal. We can't even really say they are, right? Because I called you a criminal, now you don't deserve your undeniable human rights. You're exactly. less than a human. Exactly. And then he's talking about, well, but that's not even best, true. These are the yeah. best facilities. They're so clean. Have you seen these, these pictures of these, of these cages yeah. that they have the kids yeah, yeah, yeah. in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. These are cold concrete floors. Yep. And, and they're sleeping in those like little um, like foil blankets. Yep. Like, yep. and there there are kids that have died in custody. This man said, "Who built the cages, Joe? Who built the cages, Joe?" There are five hundred kids who yeah. they don't know where their parents are right now. Over five hundred kids. Uh huh. But who built the cages? Like, come on, man. If I'm being honest, Tune Dave. If I'm being honest, like, it was. It's just really interesting. Like when I l- listen to like all the numbers, right? Like, I I think I get really fixated on numbers and statistics and stuff, especially when I'm like listening to them spew stuff off. And we go from talking about billions of dollars and millions of dollars, and then for certain things we're talking about like a hundred thousand, and then we're talking about like five hundred kids, right? And so like, I think you know one kid being separated is really sucky, right? Five hundred kids being separated is really sucky. But I think like for the scale of stuff that they deal with, you know, I really got the sense from Donald J. J. Trump. That for a lot of these topics, his whole mindset was shit, man. Niggas die every day, B. He was like, he was like, oh, motherfuckers, oh, only 200,000 people die from corona? Like, shit, it could have been 2 million. Niggas die every day, B. Only 500 kids lost their parents at the border? Shit, it could be 500,000. Niggas die every day, B. Like, it's like, it's like, it's a very, like, laissez-faire sort of attitude where it's, it's man, that ain't even shit. Like two hundred thousand people died. Like people die like gun violence for that shit every year. Like but, y'all sitting here sweating these little and, tiny numbers, bro. It's hundreds of millions of people in this country. And that's the apathy that that 
I think that Donald Trump has th- that even even if you don't agree with like policy with like the left, yeah, the, like his apathy towards just human life, it's it should be enough to say I'm not voting for him. It should be enough. It if, should if, be if, if you're if you're a decent human being. Yeah, I mean, no, I I agree with you. I agree with you, but that's again, it comes back to that. It comes back to that thing where, you know, it's you start to really look at motherfuckers like numbers, bro. Like these people aren't these are people without faces, without names. You know, these are numbers. And when I look at the number five hundred compared to the number a hundred thousand, compared to the number, you know, a million, compared to a billion, it does it seems small. And that's how they treat it. I, I agree that you should care and that like all that other stuff. But I also see like the the thing where it's like practicality wise, it's like it's okay, crazy. Speak, speak of numbers, right? Yeah, speak let's talk about it. Talk about ne- it. Next topic. If I hear fracking one more fucking time, yo, it's it's literally like a a, a portion, a small piece of a portion of Pennsylvania that cares about fracking. But because yeah. because fracking is because Pennsylvania is a swing state, yep. or the county where or the counties where they do fracking in Western Pennsylvania. Um, those are the, like the parts of the of the state that can swing the entire state. Um, yeah. They have to talk about what maybe less than one percent of the country cares about. Like we care about it as far as environmentally, but mm-hmm. what's the Pennsylvania, what's the Pennsylvania cares about fracking because of jobs. And so yeah. when 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 Donald Trump wants to bring up fracking, he's like, well, I'm gonna bring up fracking because um, I think that I can hit Donald Trump with those small amount of voters. Yep. Because because I only care about swing states at this point, and and that really bothers me because when it comes to election cycles, politicians on both sides only really kind of campaign towards those swing voters or the yep. swing states. Like it's yep. going to be let's let's go campaign. Look, look what both look what Biden and Trump are are mm-hmm. campaigning yeah. this week. Uh, yeah. Florida, Pennsylvania, yeah. like Obama North was Carolina. in Philly. Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Michigan. Um, uh, Minnesota. Yep. So like, like damn, you all want to campaign in Florida? I'm mean, not Florida. Uh, California? No, because you because you know that California's already. Oh, I'm not going to be a blue state. Facts. Facts. You, you, you don't care about campaigning in in Maryland or New York. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like our 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 um, like like our like matters like our um policy or what we what we care about that matters just as much as as fracking. I mean, today that that's exactly like part of the point that I'm making, right? Like it's a numbers game, and they treat it like a numbers game, right? As much as as much as all this like oh moralist and apathy and empathy and all that shit is is nice and I and idealistic, it's a numbers game, bro. And so that you you they they gotta play the game. They gotta be in here shaking it for dollars so they can get these votes to to win. And honestly, and honestly. I don't think the Democrats really shake it for dollars enough to get these W's because the Republicans be out here selling their soul to the highest bidder and they get the votes and then they get the they get the power and then they go in there and they wreck shop and do whatever the fuck they want. While the Democrats are trying to be like, hey, guys, we should all like pretend to get along and, uh, you know, have these these good idealistic things. And then they be out here getting their head peeled. Until the Republicans, until this, until recently, where Trump is just a fucking asshole, 
and now it's an interesting sort of debate. See, I don't think that I don't. I understand you want to win, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with that for being idealistic and and saying I want to help the country. It's nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with it. I agree. But if you lose, and if you don't have a chance to even be in the room to make those decisions, then what's the point, right? But the but the in my opinion, I think that that. The Democrats are going to win the White House. They're going to keep the the they're going to keep the House mm-hmm. um, representing Senate. So, okay. I, I mean, uh, if you, you read poll numbers, um, yeah, like, like they're, they're, they're about to take. I think they're going to take North Carolina. I yeah. think they're going to they're going to take South Carolina. Yeah. I think they're going to take. Uh, it's shit, Texas might is up for play. Maine's up for play. So, um, Iowa's up for play. So, I think that. A lot of these, a lot of these states are gonna flip blue, and then hopefully we can get rid of the fucking electoral college. Like, add add more justices to the Supreme Court, get rid of the electoral college, and like make every vote count for real. Like, fuck a plurality. Like, make every vote count. Yeah, I mean, listen, I agree with you. I I agree with, I, and and I want to, and I want to believe that, you know, there is gonna be that shift, and I and I and I think. The, the sense is that um, that that's what's going to happen. But um, it's, 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 it's hard to just feel confident with that, like polls and everything. Um, so, I mean, so the last thing I kind of want to talk about, right, from the debate is... Uh, Black Lives Matter, when they brought that okay. up, saying that okay. uh, I think when, when, when Kristen said that, oh, uh, you said that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization, and Donald Trump keeps bringing up that same quote about picking the blanket, fry him, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. So you heard one chant, and so you're ready to denounce the entire Black Lives Matter organization, not yeah. organization, like organization and people who who stand behind it, right? Yeah. But the Proud Boys, right? Yeah. They can they can maim they can fight they can kill, but you won't denounce them. You say stand back and stand by. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but you but you won't denounce them as a terrorist organization. Nope. I mean, I mean, I know why. I I know why. This is base. I, yeah, I, I know why because you know, um, you don't have to say it, but you know, proud boys are mostly what, or white dudes. White. And you know, Black Lives Matter supports black people. So supports black people, yes. Yeah, so that that's why you you would quickly denounce one off one slogan that you say you heard versus yeah. versus the the actions that we see every day of the Proud Boys, right? So that leads me to to ask, how the hell are there still undecided voters? No, like, that's like, that, <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I. I I, I, I continue to struggle because it's, you know, we sit here and it's like, oh, the the conscience, the conscience of the country is up for grabs. And it's, you know, we're fighting for the soul of America and all this other stuff. And it's like, ideally, you know, I think we want to believe that this country is something like really beautiful and awesome. And, you know, people that, you know, they want to care for each other and all this other shit. But man, I don't know, bruh. I don't know. Like. But like, if you if you're a racist and you don't you don't care about like you hate immigrants, uh, or you're like a fiscal 
Republican and you and you just want like Donald Trump to give you massive tax breaks. If you're if you're on that side, I get it. Not yeah. I, I mean I hate you, but I still get it, right? Why you support Donald Trump? Yeah. If if you are you know, to my opinion, on the side of right, and you you know you care about your your fellow you know human beings, um, you care about you know equal rights for under, under the law for everyone. Then obviously you're going to be on the side of, in my opinion, you should be voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, right? Yeah. But like, who's the person that sits in the middle of those two of those two extremes that says, "Yeah, I hate you, but I want they like I hate you, I hate immigrants, but I like Obamacare." Like, who's that person? I mean, I, I would say that that person really more so looks like. I don't agree with you as a person. I think you're doing like really bad things, but I like my lack of government regulation. I like my tax breaks. I like my, um, you know, law and order. And those are the people that are the ones that are like conflicted. It's really like, you know, I like conservative practices and conservative ideals, um, but, you know, I don't have to agree with how you go about implementing them. So you separate the person's, you know, policies from their own personal actions. And that's those are the people that are conflicted. Wait, you, say, uh, you say you separate the policies? I like separate the policies like are... their policies and the things that they enact versus like their own personal uh, ways of going about doing it. It's like it's a very bottom line, matter of fact thing. Like oh. he cut my taxes, period. I don't care that he, you know, full stop. I don't care that he tweets ridiculous, racist, awful things. Because he doesn't affect me in my daily life. Oh, so so then they, so basically you're a terrible person. I, I like I don't care that he affects my daily life. He doesn't affect my daily life, so I don't care about that stuff. But he affects so many other people. So what would they go through? As long as I'm yeah. not affected. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think that I think so that's so what you're saying is undecided voters are just terrible people. I'm not saying that because oh, no, I I think, no, no, I'm saying I'm saying yeah, that. yeah. Well, because well, I, I mean, like, I'm just trying to get to like the really like. The, the the base level truth here, right? And I think the base level truth is I think people are always going to think of self first. They're always going to do what's self-serving to them first. And, you know, there's been some sort of, there's been some sort of, I think the the best magic trick that the Republicans have done is to convince, you know, uh, lower income white families that they have their best interest at heart. Uh, because you know Donald Trump is talking about the economy only from the only from the perspective of the stock market and all that other stuff. When a large portion of all Americans aren't anywhere involved in any of that, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're for you're talking about 401ks and in in retirement plans and all this. Motherfuckers ain't doing that shit. Like they don't know about that stuff. Like they're living paycheck to paycheck across the country, just trying to make it every day, working blue collar jobs. And you want to talk about the stock market and, and, and investments abroad and shit. And it's like, that ain't helping them. Not to that extent. Obamacare helps them. You know, and when you drop 20 million people off of health care after, you know, getting this new Supreme Court justice in the, in the, on the bench, like, motherfuckers gonna be feeling real stupid. Real stupid. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about what you said about, well, Kind of discuss what you said about like we're all self-serving. Okay. Um, a great American, 
uh, Fannie Lou Hamer once said, uh, we can't be free until everybody's free. Right? Okay. So I bring that up because, yes, I, look, look at me, right? I am a... Uh, and and for the I, record, I, though, for the record, though, like I, I think that's human nature. I don't. Yeah, I'm not yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Human nature. But yeah, yeah, yeah. me being a human who is a black male, who um, who is heterosexual, and uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, Christian, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. I can say there are certain things that that are policy wise that 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 I that help me out more than helps other people out. Me, me being a male, right? Right. Um. There, like, if Amy 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 Coney Barrett when she if she comes onto Supreme Court and says I'm banning, I want to ban Roe versus Wade, right? Yep. And anything that goes with that, uh, me being a male that. Personally, me myself doesn't affect me because right. I'm not a woman, right? Right. But if if I fight for women's rights, guess who else that also helps? It should help. That, that should help me too, right? Because it does, yeah. Because she also has other other ideas about, um, let's say, affirmative action. Yep. Or, or Obamacare. Or, or yeah, Obamacare or Voting Rights Act. So that yep. so like. Um, so I think that when you care about other people, um, when you care about other people, then ultimately that helps yourself. So there's another quote, there's another yeah, quote, right? Um, yeah. Or another quote, a poem, I don't know what to call it, but um, there's this pastor named Martin Neomler. Okay. And he said, uh, when they first came for the socialists, I did not speak out mm, because I, I was not a socialist. When they came for the trade unionists, I did not speak up because I was not a trade unionist. Mm-hmm. When it came for the Jews, I did not speak up because I was not a Jew. Then it came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. So, like, I think that I said, I said, I bring that up also to say that I think that in our country we should we should care about everyone. Yeah. And and if we don't care about everyone, then eventually no one's gonna care about us. Exactly. So exactly. That, that, that's that's why like I when when it comes to rights for uh, LGBTQI, I care yeah. about that. When it yeah. comes to women's rights, I care about that. Yeah. When it, when it, when it yeah. comes, like I'm, like I said, I air quotes. I'm I, if I'm Christian and something happens where people talk about um, religious freedom, uh, religious freedom, yeah. and uh, this not a country for 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 Muslims. I care about that. Yeah. So, because eventually all those things are gonna trickle down to me. Exactly. If they can do it for if they can if they can marginalize one group, they can marginalize any group. Yes. So, you know, and, um, and I, yeah, and I agree. I agree. But it's, it, it, for me, like, I just articulated it as, you know, this whole, you know, the scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset, right? Where most people are worried about what you're taking from me. And if you're like, if, like, if, if you give these people these rights, then that means that I'm losing rights. When yeah. in actuality, it's like, no, like, Making sure that everyone is treated equally is good for everyone, yourself yeah. included, right? Like, rights aren't a pie chart. You know, right. It's not like there's a hundred percent of rights, and if black people get, you know, their fair share of rights, that now you're losing part of your rights. No, fam. Like, 
exactly. But so, I think I think overall, uh, what do we know? I think I think we can agree. Um, well, I don't know if you agree, but agree. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. No, 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 I'm, not that. No, I'm talking about what I'm about to say. Um, I'm I'm not gonna tell the listeners who to vote for. I myself am going to vote for uh, for Joe Biden and um, Kamala Harris. Now, if you do decide to vote for them as well, uh, I'll be your friend. <laughs> if you if you decide to vote for Donald Trump, um, you're dead to me. <laughs> I think I think it's a fair statement. I mean, I, I think it's an honest statement. Fair or not fair, I think it's honest. Uh, and, it's honest, yeah. And I cannot disagree with you at all, um, because you know I think you and I are both of the same sort of mindset where you know we are trying to think of things more abundantly, and you know I think rights for everyone is yeah. the, the only way to go. It is the only way to to exist in this world. <laughs> the fact that people are fighting for civil rights, the the fact the fact that people are fighting for just equal, like I'm not fighting for more rights. I'm fighting for equal rights. Like, what's your rights? Like, and people are like, nah. It's like, uh, I don't know, fam. This whole idea of treating everybody equally, like, that's 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 weird to me, bro. Like, that's really the simplest way to think about it. And it's like, motherfuckers, you're you're bugging, you're bugging right now. Um, but yeesh. Yeah, that's for election, yeah, election coverage. Um, so, people. but like you said, we're not telling people who to vote for, but everybody better fucking vote, man. Everybody better fucking vote. And I think it's pretty obvious where we're leaning. Um, but, uh, like, if, if motherfuckers talking about they're not going to vote because they don't believe in that shit, like, everybody needs to believe in something, man. Like, make your voice heard. My, my thing is, if voting is, is not important, then why are Republicans trying so hard to take, <laughs> not- it, take it away from you? I know. <laughs> if, it, if it's not important, they'd be like, oh, whatever. Vote like, for fuck it. Yeah, we about they're, to they're trying. They're committing crimes. Yes. In order to other stop countries, voting. other countries are trying to commit crimes to stop people from voting. Right? Like, if it wasn't important, motherfuckers wouldn't put that much effort in. Exactly. But so, you know, vote. Yeah, vote, motherfuckers. What what a foreign idea to do. Uh, but I think we've uh, I think we've beat this to death at this point, man. You want to move on? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so let me uh, let me set the stage here. Um, over the past over the past uh, couple weeks, you know, we had put a poll up on Instagram um, asking you guys for um, different waxing hypothetical questions, topics, and things of that nature. And so we're going to we've got several. Honestly, we have like a long list of them. We're going to cover one right now and i'm actually pulling it up so i can give credit to our ig follower so they can get their um likes up but the question is if a woman asked you to marry her would you say yes and this question comes from the ig name not afraid to live let me i just remember it off the top of my head let me find it real quick i got so much junk on my phone bro yeah it's not afraid to live not afraid number the number two live if a woman asked you to marry her would you say yes so tunda you want to go first or you want me to go first 
Uh, I can go first. Okay. Uh, so I'm <laughs> so I'm assuming that this woman is not just like a stranger or like you know someone that I'm just casually dating. This is like someone that I'm seriously interested in building a future with, right? Madly in love with and building yes. a future. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So let's say um. Let's say Callie asks me to marry her, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Like, uh, I might I might actually take offense to it. Really? Like like, like what are you doing? Like like how dare you? Really? I mean you need to you need to elaborate on that, bro. Um like, you can't just say that and drop mic like offended. Uh, I think that as as progressive as I think I uh, yeah, like I gotta- yeah, because honestly, like you saying that to that extent, like I'm over here, like jaw wide, like damn, like Tunde, Mr. Progressive himself. Um, like, there are, yeah, but there are still certain societal like roles institutions. that institutions that I think uh, I still would like to follow. And one and, and one of them is like when I do get married, I do see myself like being the one to propose, right? Okay. And I know that there are women who who do it, and there are that's, men who 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 accept. Why not? And, yeah. uh, that's just not where I would like my life to go. I don't want to look back on like, oh, my proposal. Like, this is starting <laughs> to tell my kids. And I so your cried. Mom, I yeah. cried when she got down on one knee. Like, and I was like, oh like, my god! I can barely speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like what? Like, no, sorry, can't, can't do it. Um, now. I'd be, I'd be petty, and you like be I'd petty? be petty and say no, and then like propose like the next week or something, the next day. Oh, oh. but like I just, I just couldn't, like I just can't imagine like, like had to get down on one knee, like, you know, I, when, I, I, when, I, when I when I when I first met you, I knew you were the one. Like, like and and then like and just saying, like just, just a ring on my finger, and I'm like, oh my god, no. Sorry. You know what it you know what it remind me of? It would remind me of that time that I was eating those flaming hot Cheetos with cheese and you slapped them out my hand. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> oh man, I just no. Like like, oh, fuck. like there are certain things. Like, for instance, this thing, I don't know. All right, do for, it. whatever. Do it, do it, whatever. do it. Like let's say let's say we own a home, right? And like like if I think Callie's cutting the grass. I'm like, what are you doing? I'll, I'll cut the grass. It's cool. I can do yeah. it. Yeah, I can yeah, take yeah. out the trash. I can pump the gas. It's cool. Sure, just, sure, let, sure. Just let me do those things. See, that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. But I, mean, there, there, I know there's some people who are like, oh, he's, like that's so sovereignistic. It, it might, it might be, it might yeah. be. But you know what? I don't care. Like, yeah. I like everyone has their thing. That's my thing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's yeah, a, that's a really good point too, right? Like. And I, I mean, I don't know, like, I would like to find, I would like to find, like, you know, even, even one that kind of irks me too, is like holding the door open for, for like a, a woman, right? Like some people are like, or, 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 or offering to give up your seat to a woman, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm sitting down, you're standing up and I was like, Hey, do you want to like have my seat kind of thing? Yeah. And like, whereas some women will be offended by that. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, it's not that deep. Like, you know, like take the seat. It's fine. Right. Or, I, only if you don't take a seat. Don't don't get mad at me because I offered. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, but not to get too far away from the question. Like, if 
if a woman asked me to marry her, I would uh, politely and respectfully and very gently yeah. and calmly say no. I'd be like, hey, like I think that's, you know, fucking ridiculous. What are you doing? <laughs> 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 no, but I, I'm trying to understand, like, what it is. Like, I can't imagine any scenario where I would be like, yes. I can't imagine a scenario. I like date, like thinking about it, plans different maybe, scenarios maybe in my head. What is the like, scenario? Say yes. Maybe if like we were just talking about it, like fuck it, let's just get married, and then it's not like you know the whole production of the whole speech and getting yeah. that one knee. That right Take, there, yeah. That right there is no. So the pageantry of it is really more so of what like yeah. you're not, like yeah, like it, you guys were walking through the mall you know, back when you could do that kind of thing. And, you know, they drop down on one knee in, in the middle of the mall, like, oh my God, Tunde, would you marry me? You'd be like, get that shit out of my face. Like, hell like, no. Uh, like, like, stop embarrassing me, yo. Oh, but wait a second. Because that's like always that, um, like that scenario thing too, where, like, where you, if you do like a public proposal, like, do you say no and embarrass that person in front of all those people, right? Like, like what if you guys are at like a Seahawks game and you're on the jumbotron, and she proposes to you right there. Like, do you do you do you say no? And then she's sitting there like, oh my god, like, this is so embarrassing. And then you're like, fuck this, I'm out. Or do you say yes just for the the moment, and then come back and be like, nah, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, I say yes for the moment. No, I don't know. Like, ooh, see, that, come that on, would, bro. That would because because like one, if I say yes, right? Yep, you're embarrassing me. As fuck, bro. As and fuck. And if I if I say no, I'm embarrassing you. Is this toxic masculinity that we're saying we're embarrassed that somebody is our girl is proposing to us? Is well, the, well, the public thing, like if I'm proposing, I wouldn't do that either. Like I think public, like really public proposals are corny. They're corny. Yeah. What if somebody really likes that, bro? That's fine. Mm. In my opinion, the, the the whole thing is corny. Okay. I'm not saying they're corny, but yeah. the whole thing is corny. Like I wouldn't do it. Fair enough. Like, Fair I enough. think I think that's an intimate thing that shouldn't yeah. be like it, it could be shared with like a couple people, but it shouldn't be shared yeah. with like sixty thousand people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need it like publicly displayed. Yeah, you know, with an audience. Yeah. Because like, because like, let's say God forbid you get divorced, are you gonna display that too? <laughs> no, 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 you're not, right? <laughs> on Instagram, you're gonna be uh, thirst trapping shit. Yeah, all you gonna do like just just like on Instagram, right? When yeah. people get together and, they, and they, they they share like all their pictures of the relationship, and then they break up, and they quietly take them down. Like, are you looking at me right now? No, I'm not. I'm are just. You <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm looking at you because of recording, but like, oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> but like, but like, I mean, I, I said to say, um, like people will like display like their highlights, right? Or they break up and then they start posting a bunch of shit trying to be like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm so happy now. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Shit um, yeah, we just, we just really just take all sorts of twists and turns with these questions, don't we? I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's still okay to keep some things air quotes traditional maybe but i could see how some people would just be i, I wouldn't i want to hear from some other people i want to hear because like, i think you and i agree so strongly like i want to hear I, I would even love to hear like 
some of the fellas that'd be like, yo, man, if my girl proposed, like, yeah, I'd say yes. I don't care. Because I don't think I know. I don't think I know anybody that would do that. I don't. Think I, don't I, need, I don't either. That's about the time in grass got in the fight because uh, I was at the gas station and uh, this woman was driving her car, uh-huh. like the like the pump, like behind mine, yeah. and then like she was driving and like it was it was summertime, it was Nashville, so it was hot, and like yeah. dude had the door open but had like his leg up propped up on the door, like looking at his phone, and she was pumping the gas, so I offered to pump the gas for her. Oh, a pimp move! You was on some bullshit though. Nah, because I was like, fam, like you, like you're sitting there. Like I'm not even saying you have to pay for the gas. Like, yeah, you could. could, This you could do is pump it. Yeah, bro, that's so wild to me. And dude, like, fam, when you doing? I'm like, fam, the girl sitting there pumping the gas. Like, fam, like I I don't mind. You ain't gonna do it. I mean, she she was like a cookie, a baddie. But she was, she was definitely, but I, I think I would have did it either way. Like, cause like uh, stuff like that kind of bothers me. Honestly, bro. Honestly, bro. I'm trying to think if I've ever like slipped up and like, let a girl. Like, pump her gas? like my yeah. mom wouldn't let me do that. Like when, I, when growing up, my mom was like, all right, gas station, go pump the gas. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, what? yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I've ever consciously done it, but maybe if. I don't think I would ever. That that's just so mind-boggling to me to let let your lady pump her gas for her. Not even my lady, just any lady. Yeah. Huh. So I mean, chivalry, man. What's that, up? But how do how do women feel about chivalry nowadays? Like, I don't even know. I'll be trying to be a gentleman sometimes. The only thing I really don't do, or like, I think I've rarely done, is open the car door for you. I ve- I rarely do that. Like if I'm there and like somehow I'm right there, I'll do it. But like, like but I've seen I've seen like other couples where like the girl will like walk up to the passenger side and just stand there until the guy comes and opens the door. For them. Nah, not be. Yeah. Not be. Like, it, isn't it so I, funny? I, like, 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 that I get it. like if I'm if I'm there already, I'll I feel it. you. I'll do it. But like, I just feel like that just takes entirely too much time. And like, <laughs> like, like your, like your hand, like literally works. Like your hand works. You just open the door. It's okay. Yeah, but her hands work to pump gas too. I think it's different. It should be. Also, like, like who wants to smell like gas? You do shit. Like I, I don't. I that's that's a part of being chivalrous, right? Yes. Like oh, another like, thing that I probably would never do is like the jacket over the puddle shit. Oh, fuck no, that! No, I ain't no, fucking no. my that's, jacket. That's that's you better walk around the puddle. You better walk around, but. <laughs> You better Why you gotta, be a piggyback ride. Fuck you talking about? Yeah, yeah, hop and skip over that bitch. Okay, you better get athletic. Shorty, <laughs> but I'm get fucking some. I'm fucking on my jacket, my hoodie, my I'm double layer hoodie. Okay, my not my double layer hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> not my fucking double layered hoodie. You know how much this costs, chick? Move around. I like you, but I don't like you like you. I don't double layer like you. Fuck you talking about? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I would also like to hear from, like, especially guys. Let, let us know. Like, would you ever, like, accept a proposal? That's so interesting, bro. Like, I don't think I know any dude that would accept. Like, I mean, there, so- there, are, there are dudes, though. They I, exist. I, I, no, see it on, I see it on social media. I see it happening. It's got to be ego, right? Like, that's that's the only thing that I could attribute it to. It's got to be the ego of, of just... I I wouldn't want to tell the homies that like my girl 
proposed to me and I was like, oh my gosh, babe, that was so sweet. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Because you were talking about like what type of proposal you would want to do. Like, I just think the type of guy that I am, I would be like completely fine. Like, like proposing to you, like, like shorty just like wakes up or something one morning, like still got morning breath, like just natural, whatever, whatever. And like proposing like on just some, it's just you and me, like in our raw state, like type proposal shit. Like you, did you see Creed 2? Did you see the second Creed? Or that was it the first one? Uh, I saw both of them, but I don't and, remember. And he proposed to Shorty, like, oh, yeah, were, like yeah, yeah, in the yeah, hotel, yeah. but she ain't have her he, hearing aids in. Yeah, he kept, she like, have, he kept practicing. Yeah, but yeah. not like, but she ain't have her hearing aids in, so he yeah. does this whole sweet thing and then proposes. And she's like, what the fuck? Because she didn't hear a word that he said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I could see that being like my goof ass, um, like proposing, like, just on some super low key intimate shit. Like, even I think when I've, like, asked girls to be my girlfriend, been, like, uh, like on some, let me take you to dinner and ask you to be my girlfriend shit, it's like, yo, it's just us posted up chilling, and then I, like, talk to you. But then again, my brother is, like, the opposite, right? Like, my man's is, like, I'm going to take you out to dinner. He, like, will write you a letter or some shit, a card, and hella flowery. Like, where do you, where, what side would you be on? Like, how, how do you do that kind of shit? Uh, you maybe, be like, somewhere, maybe somewhere in the middle. This nigga tuned in, just be like, I know you want me, so like, what's good? Whoa, whoa, never. Kinda. Never. Not even never. a little bit. So, no. okay. Hmm. But yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna press too many more questions because I know, uh, you know, people's in different situations in their life, and you know, this could hit a little close to home. Hey, you go. <laughs> oh man but all in all short answer is if a woman asks you to marry her um hell no i ain't going definitely um, ain't but that's so i just feel I, wrong i might, man, I might smack the ring out the hand either also <laughs> like, 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 uh, like what like, did you like, do like a nacho libre get that ring out of my face forgot about face i would really be i would really be feeling some type of way i'd be like yo get your ass up like what is you doing like you're embarrassing us Honestly, like, wouldn't you, like, maybe part of the offense is, like, Shorty, you know I wouldn't go for this shit. Like, you should know me better by now. That this ain't some shit that I'm going for. Like, when I'm, when I'm ready to marry you, I'm going to marry you. Oh, this is such, this is such, this is so ignorant. I, I mean, I that's, I saying, that's saying that you, that you have to be 100% on, like, on my timeline either. For but sure. the actual proposal, like, fam, relax. Can you chill, please? So, okay, so, okay, to that point, not on your timeline. If you asked a woman to marry you and she said no, is the relationship over? I can't see how it would continue. You, like, you, so you say, but that means she's got to be on your timeline then. No, not necessarily. I just like, all right, so I think this is where communication plays like a big part, right? So this is where communication plays a big part. Like we can... Like, for instance, I think that when I propose, I think that we should already, like, have had, like, those type of conversations. And I should be, like, as close to 100% sure that she would say yes before I propose. As close as I can, as close as I can get. Like, without her physically saying yes. Yeah, like, so we've had discussions. We've, like, talked about, like, rings or whatever. So she should, she should have also some idea that, you know, they were along the same lines. Mm-hmm. 
So like there there are some dudes that that'll be like, oh, uh, for instance, let's say I get caught cheating, right? And okay. they'll be like, I don't know, I don't know a quick way to fix this this relationship. I'll propose and I'll I'll do it like in front of like, you know, a thousand people, right? And then like she's and then like they they, they propose for a thousand people. And she says no, and they're like, oh my god, she said no. She, she, she's like. She's like she's terrible. She sits to like yeah. to and say no in front of anyway. But like yeah. people don't realize is there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and he, and, and he used that as like a, a grand gesture yeah. to try to like fix your relationship. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going. Right. So right. in that in that case, like relationship. Eh. But see, but then again, that seems more like of a, a manipulative, a, man, oh, a manipulative oh, sure. sort of thing. But like I'm talking about like. And I'm talking about a scenario that you or I would like actually ever be in, right? Like neither of us are manipulative to the point where we're going to be trying to be like, oh, let me just use this get out of jail free card and let you know that um, I, I really only care about you. Let me propose. I, I'm generally talking about like, what if you were like, man, I know that she loves me. I love her. You know what I'm saying? I think that we could have a life together. I propose. And really, she's just like, I'm not ready yet. So no. Type thing. Oh, that's the only scenario that I, I really think, see. I, I don't think it's. I don't think in that case. I don't think it's over yet. No. Because for me, like, because for me, like, I obviously I've never even been close to being in that situation, but I, I would. It would. It would definitely be like another like huge, like ego hit. Like, damn. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Be, how's she not gonna be ready to marry me though? Like. For sure. Like, it's ego damn. Hit. But like, is the relationship definitely over yet? I don't. I don't think it would be. But then the question is, why not? Why isn't the relationship over? No, why aren't you? Why? Why did you say no? Because then you have to have a conversation, right? Oh yeah, like why? Why did she say no? Yeah, 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 you have to have a conversation. Like, so okay, you don't want to marry now, but why not? Do you not want to get married at all, or is there something that like that's lacking right now in our, in our relationship? Yeah. Um, Do you want to put a therapy together? Or yeah, and and then based on that conversation, then you can see like where. You know, they should could go, go or is it going to end? Because she, she's like, well, I don't want to get married at all. And you, and you're like, you're a gun ho on getting married. And that's yeah. a deal breaker. Then obviously that's you're two different places. So I guess how is that, how is that different from like if your lady is like telling you that she's ready to get married and you're like, I'm not ready yet. You know what I'm saying? I guess it's still just, it's all about communication, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's backwards. But I guess, like, but when it comes to a proposal, like, because if your girl asks you, oh, you know, I think I'm ready to get married. Like, how do you, do you want to get married sometime soon? And you're like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Right? Like, that's kind of different. She's, I don't think that women would right away just be like, oh, that means this relationship's over. But, like, when it comes to a proposal, I feel like if, if I got rejected at my proposal, like, uh, it might be a breakup, bro. It might be a breakup. I'm not saying we wouldn't get back together or like I wouldn't have to go like get my shit together, but like man, it I don't know. I can't say I'd break up with Shorty. Exactly. Would, obviously, you can't. You can't. Oh, fucking, obviously I fucking wanted to be spend the rest yeah. of my life with it. Like fuck, like it would just really suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, if any if that's happened to anybody, I would love for you to share that story cuz like one, just as a man, like, I think that that's, like, on some, you know, divine masculinity shit to, like, 
you know, take that rejection and not do something toxic with it and reckless with it. Like, share that shit. Summer16podcast at gmail.com. Summer16podcast at gmail.com. Like, share that shit, man, because y'all better than me. Y'all better than me, yeah. bro. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, looking forward to hearing from, oh, just on both sides of the scenario. Like, a woman, yeah. have you ever said no to a man? Um, and how, how'd that work out? So, or or have you ever broken off an engagement? Have you ever like I don't know thought about proposing to your significant other and just saying fuck waiting for him like nut up or shut up like share stories we want to hear that shit and then you know you, if you don't want us to share it just say don't share and we'll just you know talk amongst ourselves exactly I mean I just want to know honestly like yeah we, I we, guess we're just nosy. We just know these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. ABM right, so. segment time. Uh, I, I can go first. Yeah, so uh, I, I just want to do a quick reminder too. You know, um, everyone who heard our last episode um, and is a fan of this AVM segment, right? Of course, it is our audio, visual, and mental recommendation segment. But we are toying with always changing our podcast, growing developing and you know we will call this segment on occasion the griselda appreciation segment right um many of you that have been listening for a while know that our good friend tunde is the unofficial griselda fanboy uh, of the podcast and so you know there is a large amount of griselda bsf content that will come from this segment and so uh i completely unrelated to what's gonna happen today in the avm recommendations but you know tunde uh would you like to do your avm first yeah sure uh so for my audio i'm gonna do ty dollison has a oh no 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 for my audio this week uh benny the butcher uh big Zelda, big 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 BSF. Okay. okay. Uh, Have you talked about him before on the uh, Just a couple times. Uh, in my opinion, the, the current best rapper out of New York. Um, wow. I mean, maybe another better. ASAP? No, sorry. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Watch, watch, but, watch your tongue. But anyways, uh, Benny the Butcher dropped his official first studio album. It's called the Burden of Proof. Uh, it's it's really good, I think. Uh, I've listened to it like at least once every other day, all the way through since it dropped. Um, it has like really good features, right? So you, most Gazetta projects, you're like, oh man, um, um, you'll think that it's a Benny album. I'm gonna have a bunch of of uh, tracks with with um with Conway. And um, Westside Gun, who are the other members of Griselda, but they're only on one track. But so they have like, he has like really good features: Rick Ross, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, Little Wayne, Dom Kennedy. Um, I like the like the production on the track. I think Hip Boy did the entire album. Uh, but overall, if you haven't checked it out, I think it's really really good. He talks about a lot of different things about, you know, um, going to jail, spending some time in, in feds for drug dealing. Uh, uh, like him and his and his his wife, uh, fiance wife, um, and like how like they they came up like in the hood together and like how she like 
they stay together um, through his prison time and his, and his ascension to fame. Yeah, um, like, like Gucci, huh? Like Gucci and his girl. Yeah. So, overall, I think if you haven't checked it out yet, go and check it out. It's called The Burden of Proof. Uh, that's my audio. For my visual, there's a new show that came out on Showtime. It's called The Good Lord Bird. It is a, it's a story. It stars Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke plays uh, John Brown, who was an abolitionist in the 1800s. Who basically his thing was his his job. He's like a preacher who believed in God, and 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 he took from the Bible that while uh, while slaveholders took from the Bible that you know it's okay to have a slave and you put the slave in their place. He took from the from the Bible that we're all God's creatures and we should all be treated equally. And um, slaveholders, the only way they're going to learn is through violence. So let's kill them all. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, it's very it's very violent. Um, is it a white dude or a black dude killing? A white dude. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's th- today would be the it's up on Sundays at nine o'clock on Showtime. Today will be the fifth episode. Um, I just watched the fourth episode last night because I had to wait for Kylie to get back in town so I could watch it with her. But episode four they had um Frederick Douglass and I like it because it's historically accurate. So Frederick Douglass was you know when he when he was first freed from slavery. He was literate. Is his wife a black woman who taught him to read and write, and 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 she was also like an abolitionist as well. But like she like he grew his fame, and then when he got really famous, he left her for for a white woman. <laughs> and yeah, so that's what Freddie Douglas actually did. So yeah, yeah, he did. So he did. so did. In, in in this episode, like they're all living in the same house, and it's like in the middle of that dynamic where like the white woman basically like wants him, and but he's still like with his black wife yeah and it's 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 really good it's um accurate it's very violent i mean it's um, probably dramatized though right like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah saying it's sure. accurate but it's definitely like oh for sure for sure and then the guy, what's the guy's name the playing hamilton uh lee or manuel or whatever what's yeah, his, he, you know he, something something he, manuel. he plays frederick, frederick douglas and then oh shit episode, really yeah t- tonight's episode is going to be uh the harry tubman episode so, oh shit dope yeah, so that's my. Um, it's, it's also kind of funny too, um, but uh, that's my uh, visual. The Good Lord Bird. Damn. And then for my mental, it's a book that I read a while ago uh, when I had my old book club. It's called. Um, it's called. It's called The Madonnas of Echo Park. So Echo Park is like a park in in LA, and it's by an author named Brando Skyhorse, and. Uh, Basically, it's a um, it's a story based in the uh, like L.A. where it talks about a lot of Mexicans that are like day laborers and like the housekeepers. And if these teenage girls, uh, by a dozen of them, they go to this park to act out this scene from a Madonna music video. It's in the eighties. And then while they're acting out this this scene from the Madonna video. They get caught in the middle of this crossfire of a drive-by, and then basically it's like the whole fallout from that because like the, the the main girl in the story, like she, um, her mom's like a maid at like a hotel, and her dad's like a day laborer, and I think it's good because it kind of shows LA from a different side that we never we normally see. We see LA as like oh it's like it's the Walk of Fame, it's the Hollywood sign, it's Beverly Hills, it's whatever. Um, but we don't see it from the side of 
uh, no one really tells like the size the side of uh, Mexicans who, you know, just trying to make a living and, um, yeah. So I think it's a really really good story. I don't want to kind of spoil it, but it's imagine like oh imagine like you have two people who are parents who may have come to this country illegally. Their daughter witnesses a drive by, so of course you're not going to really take your daughter in to you know to the police because. Of yeah. course, I'm an illegal alien or illegal. I don't know. You're not in the country legally. Not in the country legally, right? So, yeah. So, it's a really, really good story. Um, you should check it out. It's called The Madonnas of Echo Park. I got to see if it's on my Libby, yo. All right. And so, that's my ABM. Dope, dog. I mean, heat as always, right? Um, and so, I guess I'll rock with mine. I actually am going to talk about. The, the album that dropped by Ty Dolla Sign as my audio recommendation. It's called Featuring Ty Dolla Sign, which I think is just an incredible, incredible album title. Yep. Because uh, for most of the people that are aware of him, it's only from his features. But my man's has been putting out solo heat for a really long time. The, the album has one of the craziest feature lists that I've ever seen. Um, the dog... Ye is on there twice. You got Anderson Pac. You got Lil. I think you got Wheezy on there. You, uh, got, you got Cuddy on there. Nicki Minaj, Kalani, Big Sean, Quavo, Shandon. Who? I mean, it's probably easier to list uh, who's not uh, on it at this point. Future, Young Thug, Riley Rich. Yep. Gunna. Crazy. Music Soul Child. Crazy, crazy feature list. Uh, but I think you could put the album on and let the whole thing ride for an hour. And you wouldn't need to skip a track. Like it's, it's that good. Skrillex is another one, right? FK. I, I don't see. I don't see anybody from Gazelle on here. Well, I mean, okay. So let me correct that. The feature list has all the artists that matter in the music industry. Um, wait, wait, wait. I don't. I don't see J Cole. I don't. Yeah, that's see, what, you hear me. I the ones that Gucci. matter. Um, I don't see Jay Z. Oh. Uh, yeah. Right. So. He's trying to make good music, okay? He's trying to make good music, <laughs> right? But legit, legit, I did sit down and think about who was not featured. I obviously didn't think anything about Griselda, but the people that I didn't see, I didn't see uh, Kendrick, Cole, or Drake. And I thought those were the most notable ones because he probably could have got them on there somehow, but, um, you know, it's, it's still phenomenal. Like, the, the feature list is crazy. Uh, you know, the songs are crazy. It's something for everybody. Um, featuring Ty Dolla Sign is is going to be one of my top five albums of the year. I think at this point. I let it I'm ride like it. every other day. I'm, a, I'm only about halfway through, so. Bro, let it spin. You got to play it twice, bro. You got to play it twice. I was no, talking... I, I like it so far. I just, you know. Yeah. Use, I use this music while I'm running, and I haven't really been running. Sure. So if I'm in the car, it's always a, it's podcast time. I was talking to I was talking to somebody and they were like they were like the whole thing just sounded like one long track, and so and I was like I was like I could tell if you were like just playing it and not really paying attention to any of the songs and it was just kind of background noise then I could see that but I think that also speaks to like how it's like a good vibe too I actually ended up ordering the uh, vinyl record for oh, of course it, you did because I'm a hype beast so you know I rock with it and I got a shirt too I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Oh, of course. A double layer shirt? 
Uh, single layered, single layer. Okay. He, okay. he he doesn't have the trademark. He didn't get permission from the the legend to do that. Um, but uh, yeah. So featuring Ty Dolla Sign by Ty Dolla Sign is my audio. For my visual recommendation, let's get spooky, right? This is the Halloween week, and so I did the Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. I am three episodes in right now, and I and I like it so far. Uh, it kind of gives me like the Haunting of Hill House vibes. I think it's got the same most of the same actors in it too, which is kind of funny. Um, but I, I I like the fact that when you have these like scary shows on Netflix, they really do a good job of like building suspense. So like the yeah. first episode or the second episode won't be like super scary. It'll have a couple moments that might give you like chills, but I always feel like it works its way into like just being like really bone chillingly you know, scary a little bit. So I'm interested to see where this one goes because I really like The Haunting of Hill House also. Nice. And for my mental, it's this new book. I just got it like last, or like like a couple days ago. I ordered it after listening to um, like a Saturday special edition of the Colin Cowherd podcast. The author is Trevor Moad. He's like, like a I think he's like a cognitive psychologist, but also, you know, does like a lot of mental coaching and stuff for Russell Wilson. Uh, and okay. the, book is, the book is called It Takes What It Takes. And it, the tagline is how to think neutrally and gain control of your life. And the one thing that really stood out to me about it is I felt I feel like we're at this point where everybody's constantly trying to preach to you to be positive or think positive, or, you know, it's either something is a positive thought or a negative thought. And that just kind of blows me, right? Because I think sometimes when I'm sitting here dealing with different situations, whether it's personal or professional or you name it, everybody always was like, oh, like, this is the positive, like, think positively, like, oh, it didn't work out. Well, like, that could be like, it's super positive. And sometimes you're not necessarily like ready for that, or, or it doesn't feel genuine, right? Like, if you wrong me, Tunde, like, I'm not going to be like, well, you know, that's so positive that da, da 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 It's like, how about you just, like, think neutrally or remove negative thoughts from your life, which I think is more powerful than just trying to force yourself to be positive and, to some degree, inauthentic or disingenuous, too, with, like, yourself. You might not be there at that point, but you should never be wishing ill or negative thoughts in a, in a situation, but that doesn't mean you have to just be only thinking positively, right? Am yeah. I making any sense? Am I making okay, any sense? Yeah, I think people would think who who are always positive 100 percent of the time. Uh, I worry about those type of people. Yeah, like I, I worry that one day they're gonna have a, a meltdown. Yes, yes, because you're sitting there trying to like force yourself to just only be positive about stuff, and it's like that's not always. Sometimes two negatives can equal to positive. I mean, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying nerd um yes it can happen but like you know I I'm really fascinated by this book so like I said I just got it a couple days ago so I'm gonna start reading it I still have to finish one more book right now and then I gotta jump into it like my list just grows way too fast for me to keep up with my my I'm reading like, yeah I have, I have like 60 books I need to read bruh like this I got I have a stack of what one two three four five six right here on my desk um, and this is just on my desk. This is in my bookshelf or my TV stand, which has more books on it. Like 
it's getting out of control. So, you know, if I wasn't, you know, doing a lot of other stuff in my personal life or like professional life, I would be reading more. But, uh, you know, one day at a time, man, I'm going to just make sure that I'm not negative and just think neutrally. It is what it is. So those are my recommendations. My mental is It Takes What It Takes by Trevor Moad with a forward by the best quarterback in the NFL right now, Russell Wilson. Plug. Okay, good, good job. Uh, oh, thanks, long, man. As long as you didn't say it was Nick Foles, I'm cool with that. Um, I mean, right, he's the right, Super Bowl so, winning quarterback. <laughs> so moving on, uh, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. And uh, so now that we left you with some things to check out, and uh, until next time, uh, we want to thank you for listening. You can always stay connected with us by email. Um, and our email address is summer16podcast. That's summer16podcast at gmail.com. On our show's Instagram, uh, summer16pod. Uh, again, summer16pod, which is also the handle for our Twitter. So our Instagram and Twitter have the same um, handle. Lastly, you can reach us on our Facebook page. Just type in summer16podcast. And we'll put all the links in the description. And lastly, if you enjoy the content and want to help us grow and provide better shows um, going forward, please don't hesitate to put something towards our cash app. And that cash app is dollar sign summer 16 pod. Anything helps. So until next time, a whole lot of gang shit. Gang, 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 gang. Everybody go vote, man. Yes, please go right vote. Uh, do it. A lot of states have same-day voting. It's still not, it's not too late if you haven't voted yet or, haven't, or you haven't registered. Go vote. Go vote. Do all, right. all right, y'all. Wear a mask. Yes, wear a mask. Peace out. <laughs> you out of here, baby. Yeah! <laughs>